the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle-upon-Tyne on the northeast coast of England. Today is Monday, October the 10th. On this show, we're going to have a little AL wildcard weekend review, and then we're going to preview the upcoming ALDS series for this week. Uh, we have a full carriage um, of hosts today. Um we will go across top right on my screen is the machine, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you? Doing well. Um, pretty good weekend of baseball. It was a lot of fun to watch it. Uh, I'll be honest, I was watching more baseball than football this weekend. But um, yeah, we're on to the divisional series. So it should be a lot of fun, Malcolm. It was a fun weekend. We're going to touch on all of that uh, in a little moment. Uh, bottom right, Mr. Noah Benick. Arit. All right. So what's going on, guys? Uh, pleasure to be back here. But after five weeks of the NFL and baseball season, the Tigers were nine and twenty-three, and the Lions are one and five. Both of my pro sports teams are done. That's just Detroit sports for you, right there. But uh, yeah, I, I, it was a tough sports weekend for me, but I enjoyed all of the postseason baseball and was live tweeting college football and MLB. So that was fun. Uh, let's jump into some NLDS handicap, and why don't we? It was a hectic weekend. Someone who might not have had the most fun this weekend, but we're not going to dwell on it because this is an AL wild card in yep. uh, an AL divisional series. It's got nothing to do with the New York Mets. Dylan, has it? How are you? I'm doing well, boys. Uh, actually, better than uh, you guys might think. We got to look at the positives here. Can't look at the negative. We'll talk about that next pod. But uh, yeah, good to be with you. Got some really good plays, actually, for these two games in the AL. Excellent. So, um, like we said, a little... Um, review of the wildcard series, but uh, we'll pass this across to Noah to lead us off here because he was the score master uh, for our little draft that we did. So he can take us through how everybody did. And um, by virtue of that, we can have a little chat about the games, Noah. So what went down? Yeah, so real quickly, all of us have two teams remaining. So we each had one team eliminated this weekend. Dylan leads with four points. He had two points from Cleveland in a two-game sweep against the race who he also had and then Seattle in a two game sweep over T Toronto team Munoff has three points. He had two points from Philly in a two game sweep over the Cardinals and the Mets also won a game. So he has three points. Team Noah has two points. I had a two game or two wins from the Padres. Toronto has been eliminated for me. Um, and then Malcolm, you had the Cardinals didn't, win a game so you have zero points there you have the dodgers and the yankees remaining uh what's everybody thinking how how comfortable are we uh, through the first weekend of the draft yeah well i was um actually handicapped did okay with my bets uh went three and one on the series winners the toronto blue jays so they will not let me down but did okay with the dogs which so had san diego at plus what 165 to win the series and picked them up at plus money in both the games that they won uh we took cleveland as well um, and uh, the other team, I can't forget. The, uh, oh, sorry. The, uh, yeah, Philly. Philly did well as well at plus money. So they, that went okay. Went okay. But uh, Moonaf, 
how did your bets get on? But uh, did you enjoy the games? There was some crazy stuff going on. I wasn't yeah. sure how drunk I was on Saturday. I went to the football on Saturday. Newcastle won. So I had a few more beers. And then I, I kept checking the score in the Cleveland-Tampa Bay and it was stayed at nothing, nothing for what seemed like about nine hours. And I thought, there's something wrong here. I've yeah, had, I've had more beers than I've... Uh, so yeah, that was a bit of a wild one, Moon. I thought went on. Yeah, fr- Friday, uh, I, you and I, I think, locked up the Guardians. Um, that that was a winner for us off of that. I think the Jose Ramirez home run, uh, they won that game. And I took the Blue Jays as my uh, dog of the, in that game one. That didn't turn out well. But I think uh, Saturday was a pretty good day for myself. Uh, when I took the Mets on the run line and then the under in that 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 fifth, was it 15 innings before uh, Gonzalez hit that walk-off home run. So, yeah, it's been pretty good so far. I mean, look, the the this playoff baseball, it, it's every single pitch, every single at bat almost matters, and I think we saw a lot of that in that Rays and the Guardian series. But um, yeah, it's been going pretty good so far for me. I know the player props have been doing well for me as well. Um, so hopefully, I can continue that into the divisional series. Um, the pitchers have been doing absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, with strikeouts and and just going deep into games. I think. The Rays and Guardian series was a, a prime example of that, where runs were definitely at a premium in that game. And then Dylan, you were the, I think you were the only one of us who took the Seattle Mariners here. Um, mm-hmm. They jumped out early in game one. Uh, they got to Alec Manoa early on, but then game two um, was an absolute roller coaster. Uh, commiserations to Johnny Junder. Um, he might be feeling worse than you at this point in the week, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, he looked like a broken man sitting in his seat uh, when someone had a video camera in his face uh, when they were 9 8 down, I think, at some point on Saturday night. Uh, but yeah, but that's Seattle uh, series, especially game two. But the, yeah, they did really well to, uh, to come through and win that. Was that Toronto blowing it, Dylan? Or was that just Seattle? Um, Playing well or getting a bit lucky? Yeah, I think it was not lucky, I wouldn't say. They chipped away at every inning. They got a run, got two runs, got three runs, and then and then they found themselves and put them in a prime position to win the game. I, I feel like I've handicapped the American League pretty well thus far. We won't mention the NL, but uh, yeah, I feel like the Guardians, they've been really good. Uh, Shane Bieber, uh, seven-plus strikeouts for me on Friday. That yep. cash. Tristan McKenzie, he hit his overpropped as well. So the Guardians have been just a, another great story, but I think the story has to be Seattle. Have a tough task ahead of them with the Ash but I, I think if they could pitch and continue hitting, I think they, they got a chance. Absolutely. Uh, and Noah, you told me you finished uh, one game ahead this weekend, which uh, you'll take all the time. Yeah, I was... <laughs> no, I won't. I'm trying not to. Uh, I was slightly <laughs> positive on the week. I had the Guardians in two. That was the lock that I gave out at plus 200. The dog that I gave out for the AL was the Blue Jays in two. Unfortunately, that didn't hit. But I also had the Guardians money line in both games. Uh, I took the over Philly St. Louis in both games. First one, we had a lucky cash with the St. Louis collapse. So lucky. Um, yeah. And then the second one never really got close. Um, I had the game one Mets team total under three, which cashed at the game one over seven plus one Oh five and the Phillies Cardinals. Uh, I've already mentioned that that cashed. And then, um, Yesterday, I had uh, Trent Grisham over a hit. That dude has been great. Sorry, I'm going NL. I don't know what I'm doing. But, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, just end it. (laughs) Uh, That's all right. You can have a little review of your bets before we get into the the other stuff as well. Um, So, yeah, we're going to... I'll tell you what, a little update on 
MLB TV, and I know no one cares except me, but I told you last week that they blacked everything out for everyone in Europe. Uh, they got so many complaints um, that they then decided that they would undo the blackout, but only for this weekend. And they actually sent them, I got the message saying, um, we are to give you a chance to make other arrangements. Um, we're going to let you watch the games this weekend. I mean, what a fucking cheek. Like, I paid for the thing. <laughs> we paid, like, to give me the chance to make other arrangements. Like, what? Like, absolutely appalling. Uh, so they allowed, so they turned it off Friday. They then put it back on Saturday and Sunday so people were able to watch the Saturday and Sunday games. As it turns out, there was only one Sunday game. Um, so they gave us those five games effectively uh, and now they've turned it off again because we've had time to make other arrangements uh, so that's I mean, that's even more insulting I think they should have just ignored us at that point uh, rather than engaging and making an even worse decision so yeah uh, that was that um, okay so um, we're going to get into these AL divisional series we've got Seattle at Houston and Cleveland at the New York Yankees uh, the lines that we'll be taking tonight uh, will be coming from WinBet, our headline sponsor here. The perfect time to join is now. New customers who bet $100 will get $100 as a free bet. Uh, the casino is open 24 hours daily, 100% deposit bonus there, up to a grand. And the WinBet Biggest Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parley on WinBet, um, odds-wise, gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned six bucks at a $4,000 uh, and they got their $1,000 free bet. Uh, WinBet is duty for hashtag DGENs only. Uh, loads to choose from. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet is the place to get to. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet. Today, offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you were someone who has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 Okay, we will start with the Seattle Mariners at the Houston Astros. For the series, Seattle are plus 200 underdogs, Houston are minus 159. Um, most of these series, uh, we've got. Confirmed pitches for game one and then speculative pitches uh, for games two, three and onward from that. Game one here, I've got Logan Gilbert going for the Seattle Mariners at plus 180. Uh, the Houston Astros have Justin Verlander at minus 155. Total here is set at six and a half. Uh, so it's a hometown Houston Astros. We'll let Moon Afri us off. You're on mute. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, there we go. what a um, Looking back, uh, obviously these two teams are both in the uh, AL West division, so they matched up 17 times uh, this season. Uh, the Astros won the season series. Let's see here, uh, 12. Sorry, 19 times this season. Uh, Astros won that series uh, 12 to seven. Uh, they were eight and two at home against the Mariners uh, this season. So I think we kind of look at this series, you know. Even coming into the playoffs, we talked about this with Johnny when we did the AO wildcard preview was that I felt like that Seattle was pretty much playing with house money because a lot of people or the casual betters or, or fans probably didn't expect them to be even in the playoffs. And, you know, we talked a lot about the roster moves that they made from offseason to, you know, the trade deadline, even when they picked up Castillo, who pitched an absolutely phenomenal game one for them. Um, these two teams are familiar with each other, right? There, there's no question about that. Like I mentioned, Astros are 8-2 at home against the Mariners uh, this season. So uh, 
I do like the because of the experience that the Astros have over the past five years being in the playoffs and you know being uh, in the at least a championship series over the what past five straight years. I just feel like the Astros, at least in this series, and I know we'll get to game one here in a second. I feel like at least for the series that the Astros, that experience that they do have, it's going to, I think might be a little overwhelming for the Seattle Mariners. Um, And we talked about also the Astros when we did the draft is that they lost a lot of key guys. We talked about Garrett uh, Cole that they lost, George Springer, Carlos Correa, but they still have guys in this lineup that just step up and, and just play well when it comes to playoff time. And, I just, I just think that this is going to be a series where that, that experience is just going to be too much for the Mariners in this series. So I, I like the Astros to win it. So you've got the Astros to win the series. Have you got any um, picks in terms of uh, um, scoreline games or any game one stuff? So for at least for the series, if there is Astros in four games, I know this is the best of five here in the divisional series. I would probably look at that Astros in four um, I that's at plus two fifty. Okay, yeah. So give me that. Give me the Astros in four games uh, to win this series. Uh, do you want to get everybody else's thoughts for the series and then get into game one, Malcolm, or you want to meet against a game one handicap? You, you, you crack on, mate. You give us everything you've got, and we'll go that way. Okay. So at least for game one, Justin Verlander is going to be the starter for the Houston Astros. He's already faced the Mariners six times this season. Five and one record. He's also five and one on the run line. Um, when he's pitched against the Mariners, 2.34 ERA, 43 strikeouts, six walks, and he's gone at least six innings in all six games, and he's gone seven or more innings in four of the six games that he faced the Mariners uh, this season. And the Astros also scored at least four runs in three of the four home starts um, Verlander had this season against the Mariners, and uh, they won all three games by at least two earned runs. Oh, sorry, two runs in those games. Meanwhile, Logan Gilbert, he's been pretty good against the Astros this season as well. Two and one with a 2.52 ERA. He's also gone. uh, He's had four appearances against the Astros this season. He's gone at least six innings in all four of those appearances. Overall in season, Logan Gilbert only had one road loss this season, and that was against the Astros in Minute Maid Park. And only one star produced um, more than six runs with with the Astros uh, when he's faced the Astros. So, I, I, I like the Astros in game one, especially with the season that Justin Verlander is having. Um, I think that they're, they're, they're rested. Um, they just play so good at Minute Maid Park at home, especially during the playoffs. I'm going to go Justin Verlander on the run line here. And if that Astros team total is at three and a half, I'm going to take the over on that as well. Okay, so all different ways of packaging up the Houston Astros from uh, Munaf Noah. Uh, same question, series and game one. All right, so for the series, I want to start with the Seattle Mariners because I was completely wrong about this Mariners team. I had Toronto winning in two, and um, shut me up real quick. I do have to say the comeback was amazing. I was live tweeting it from our account, but I came away with the series thinking that the Blue Jays, they they kind of lost it more than the Mariners had won it. Yes, if uh, Luis Castillo shoved in game one, and if he does that again against the Astros, they will win a game. Andres Munoz was... Impressive in both games. And George Kirby has a set downstairs. If he's coming in and getting a postseason save in his first career relief appearance, Paul Seawald's struggles are flying under the radar for me, in my opinion. Since September 1st, 
the Mariner with the most saves on this team has an ERA of 655. And another big question mark for me comes from the offense. Julio Rodriguez, Ty France, and Mitch Haniger had a combined 5 for 26 in the Blue Jays series. And those are who I think of when I think of the biggest contributors to this offense's success. Manoa cracked in the big moment, and in Game 2, the Mariners exposed a weak Blue Jays bullpen. We all we all knew uh, that that Mariners bullpen or the Blue Jays bullpen was not going to live up to that. I I just thought that the Blue Jays would be able to out hit the Mariners, and it had happened until late in the game uh, when really it was a a Bermuda Triangle ball from J.P. Crawford that had fell in. George Springer gets <laughs> hurt, and then the air just got deflated from the Rogers Center, and you see Johnny slouched in the chair. Now, for the Houston Astros, like I said in our draft episode, Trey Mancini, Chaz McCormick, Mauricio Dubon, and Aledmus Diaz, one of those guys needs to step up and replace Michael Brantley's reproduction at the plate from the outfield position. If that happens, the Astros are in prime position to merge from the American League due to their pitching staff. I assume like the playoff rotation is going to be Verlander here in game one, Valdez, McCullers, and you have Javier, Urquidy, Garcia, Hunter Brown. They're all ready to step up and start a game or go in long relief. Not to mention inside the arm barn, you have Ryan Presley, Rafael Martin, uh, Montero, and a safe share. And then Will Smith is a leveraged situation lefty who had an amazing postseason in 2021 with the world champion Braves. All four wildcard series were won by that team in the regular season. Uh, Houston is 12 and seven against Seattle. Like Munaf mentioned, they've won six of the last seven games against the Mariners. And in the amount of playoff experience that this team has with five straight ALCS appearances, I've got Houston moving on. And I'll say in four games, like Munaf mentioned, fun fact about that stat too is all four wildcard winners had won the regular season series as well. So my play okay. or lock uh, early on is Justin Verlander's strikeout prop is five and a half right now. He cashed that in four of his six games against the Seattle Mariners and in four of his last five starts. That was a good start, Noah. Uh, not that not that we weren't listening to you, but the uh, the, the the chat the chat is awash with talk of Malcolm the dog, uh, as well it should be. Some of the gang are in there, uh, Jong Lee um, and Captain Sano, aye aye, Captain. Um, but no, I like that stat. So we've got a, a second vote for Houston in four there. Uh, Dylan, um, take it away, Seattle at Houston. Yeah, so a couple things to address. Uh, name not leaning that way, Malcolm. Sorry, minus uh, one ten. We've seen the odds. <laughs> um, and Munaf, the t- team total is at three and a half. It's a little juice to minus one thirty, but I, I yeah. do agree with the play as well with the team total. As for the series, real quick. Um, I really liked what I saw from the Mariners team. I agree completely with Noah and Munaf where I think the experience factor is going to come in big here. You just got first ballot Hall of Famers on the Astro team where it's just at a certain point, it's going to level its head. And this Mariners team, it's a great story. I was high on them. I thought it was a good series win against the Blue Jays, but, you know, they've met their match. It's like Thanos, you know, so you're going into Minute Maid Park. I don't think it's going to end well, but I do think they could steal a game. It, like Noah said, I think if Luis Castillo, I think Robbie Ray in the bullpen, not Robbie Ray, excuse me, um, the closer, uh, George Kirby, I thought he was perfect for the closing spot for the Mariners. I think they had, and they played defensively sound. They didn't make a single error in, in the series, so... I think if they can play clean baseball 
and just steal maybe one or two, make things tougher for Astros, then I think they could be live. But I, I don't think. I don't think they could do it. I, I like uh, Astros in four at plus 250 as well with the boys. But uh, you want me to get into my game one predictions as well? Why not? Go for it. All right. Yeah. Uh, so like you guys said, Verlander and Gilbert are going here. And I'm going to I'm going to attack the total uh, six and a half under at plus 102. I made my line six point uh, six and a half. Excuse me. I made my line six point two. Uh, I think Justin Verlander, he was kind of built for the postseason. Last year, he didn't really pitch his best. But I think the way he's been dealing this season, Cy Young candidate, he'll be ready to go against this Marriott club. He's faced them six times this year. He's 5-1, and one, 234 ERA. He's only allowed 11 runs in 42 innings. And the Mariners are only hitting 210 off of him. I think, he's, I think if he's able to keep the walks down, he does walk a lot of batters against the Mariners. But if he's able to keep them down, I don't see this Mariner club scoring that many many runs now with Logan Gilbert he's been great coming into the postseason he's only allowed more than one run one time in the month of September so I think getting Gilbert on the road where he's pitched better at better on the road than at home he's faced Astros four times this season and three of those four games went under the number he's only allowed more than two runs one time in those four starts so I think he does. He had some success, and granted, that was the regular season. But I think that could carry on here into the postseason. I think both pitchers are prime, locked in, and we, usually we don't see too many overs in these pitching matchups. So let's hope for another pitching showdown at plus money. Give me the under six and a half. Real quick, Justin Verlander at TJ last year. Twenty nineteen was his below average postseason yeah, year. Twenty nineteen. Technically, tomorrow is an anniversary. I believe it's nine years to the day of his nine-inning shutout against the Oakland A's for the Tigers in 2013. So tomorrow's date has been very nice to him. Um, okay, so I, I won't repeat everything that everyone said here for, for my handicap. Uh, first up, um, I think you can't go against Verlander in game one. Um, and it looks like that classic unit and a half player that we often talk about, minus 155 on JV, uh, looks like reasonable um, price yeah, to me. John, uh, Johnny Junder pointed out on Friday night, uh, on Thursday night, sorry, just how good Jose Altuve had been. I mean, he'd been under the radar, outstanding this season. And I think Jordan Alvarez will benefit from that little bit of rest that he's had. And we know he's had to take days off with his hand problem. Um, the only different uh, pick I've got to you three boys is that I've got Houston sweeping this. Um I'm fading Castillo. He did deal uh, last week in this weekend in the wild card game, but he's got his road form hasn't been very good. Um, he had what he's got one decent road start, kind of in recent memory, um, one regular season one before that game that he pitched last week in Toronto. Uh, so I'm fading him for game two, and then if they put Robbie Ray on the mound in game three, he looks cooked to me. He looks absolutely done. Um, Houston can put a Keedy or. I think it's going to be Ukidi, possibly Javier. Uh, but I think that's it for me. Um, Verlander wins game one. Uh, Castillo looks vulnerable and Ray looks cooked. Um, so all of those things together. So I've got Houston 3 nothing at plus 325. Um, as well as Houston to win the series at minus 159 would be another unit and a half player there. Uh, so that's the way I was attacking that one. So just a little a little difference. Uh, you three boys have all got uh, three games to one for Houston and I'll take three to nothing. But yeah, team ride. Uh, a team ride. Everyone was on the Houston Astros. I mean, we were wrong last week. Dylan was the only one who picked the Mariners, so maybe the plucky underdog can keep it going. Uh, we move on to Cleveland. 
Uh, go on then, have the trumpets. <laughs> just to just to annoy Moon off, we'll have the trumpets. I, I think I mentioned. Uh, sorry, Malcolm. One more player prop for um, the Astros game. If you do see an out ish, out issued of seventeen and a half for the uh, for Justin Verlander, I'll take the over on that as well as the strikeouts for this game as well. Okay. Um, yeah, we did well on the uh, K props this season. I feel uh, Guardians at Yankees to come. Um, after I've told you firstly about Fubo TV. If you watch football, uh, if you're allowed to watch football, like I'm not allowed to watch baseball, um, you need Fubo TV. Complete coverage of college and pro football, NFL Red Zone games in 4K, no extra charge. All your devices, uh, and you don't have to miss anything with your cloud-based DVR. Um, no contract, no commitment, cancel at any time. Try Fubo TV free for seven days. Get 15% off your first month. Go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V. Dot com slash SGP and Odds Trader, uh, a place where A, you will be able to compare all the odds from major sports books and B, uh, get the different sign up codes and promotions from those sports books. Uh, you get the best value for money. Uh, once you've done that, you'll get features like play by play updates, live scores, player stats, key game stats, game day weather, the all important bet tracker as well, which is crucial to knowing uh, where you stand with your DJ activities. The place to find all of that is oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. Okay, Cleveland Guardians at the New York Yankees, everyone's favorite. Um, underdog the Cleveland Guardians and everyone's favourite pantomime villain the New York Yankees will go head to head here uh, so we'll go reverse order we'll send this one back to Dylan alright so I got it right with uh, the Guardians here and I, I think that I think they're live again here in this series like I said in earlier pods I just I just don't trust the Yankees right now, especially Garrett Cole going in game one. Honestly, their whole pitching staff, you heard Chapman, he's not on the roster for uh, for the postseason. I don't know what it was. He missed a meeting or something. But regardless, uh, I don't like I don't like the way this Yankee team has been playing. And this Guardian team, I think they've been, they've circled this coming back to the Bronx because we heard about what happened a few months ago when the fans got involved in the Bronx in the outfield. So I think that this is their first time coming back to the Bronx. So I'm excited to see what happens as for the series bet. Um, the AL series, I'm looking at the odds right now. I like the guardians to win three, one at plus four eighty. Uh, I just think maybe the Yankees win one at home, but going back to Cleveland, I, I does it go back to Cleveland, Noah? Or yeah, all right. So I th- I think they take care of business in Cleveland. But for for game one, I'm gonna take the home puppy uh, plus one ninety Guardians. No surprise here, Malcolm. You probably know why. I I, I honestly can't wa- wait to watch this series. Like I said, it's gonna be the first time the Guardians are back. Uh, and the guard, I think they've had this game circled. I think they're playing really confident. They're playing really well. They're playing sound baseball, and I think they're doing it with their pitching. Um, I only made the Yankees a minus one sixty favorite here in Game One with Garrett Cole. It, it's the Yankees. They're going to be overpriced in every game, I think. And I think if we're selective in the game, we could take advantage of the inflated prices. But as for Garrett Cole, he hasn't looked that good in the month of September. He's only al- he's allowed three or more runs in four of the five games in the month. So not the best, uh, not the best time trying to find it, I think. And as for my bell, uh, my boy Cal Quantrill, 
He's been lights out, as you guys know, perfect at home. But on the road in his last four starts, he's only allowed two runs in 25 innings. And that was against the uh, Padres, the Blue Jays, the Rangers, and the Twins. So he's doing it against pretty good teams that can score runs. So I think this number is way too big uh, for the Yankees, especially the way Cole has been pitching. I don't think he should be that big of a favorite against a guy like Hal Quantra, who's been better than him for half the season. So give me the dog guardians plus plus one ninety. Yeah. I probably should have given the numbers at the top of the introduction there for the series, Cleveland to plus 200, the Yankees minus minus one fifty nine, and game one, uh, Cleveland plus one eighty. I've got Dylan's got them up plus one ninety. So roundabout there, um, New York Yankees minus 155 behind Garrett Cole and a total set at seven. Uh, Noah, so do the Guardians keep rolling then? Dylan thinks so. I think so too. And there's interesting line movement here. The Yankees price has easily come down 100 points since last night when it opened up. Um, I don't think that us four, including Johnny, could have handicapped that Guardian series any better. It was a team ride and we all... Uh, we all called that, and then I even I even called for home runs from Jose Ramirez and Oscar Gonzalez. Um, so I mean, that's how they won those games. I saw pretty much exactly what I thought I'd see from this Guardians team in the Wild Card series. Great pitching, great defense, and I will say, to beat the Yankees in a five game series, Cleveland is going to need more timely hitting and less strikeouts for a team that had the least amount of strikeouts in the MLB twenty. Six walks back to the dugout in 24 innings is way too many for a brand of baseball, for this kind of brand of baseball, to beat a team that hits bombs like the Yankees. Another thing that flew under the radar for the Guardians this series was Andres and Emez had a golden sombrero in Game 2 with five strikeouts. He was over five. That just did not happen. But this bullpen was phenomenal. Emmanuel Clase grabbed a four-out save in Game 1. He bounced back for a 1-2-3 ninth inning in Game 2. James Karinchak, Trevor Steven, and Sam Hedges were amazing in game two. There are layers to this bullpen that the Yankees just cannot match with their own bullpen. But in September, this struggling Yankees team rebounded with a 20-10 and 10 record, and if you shrink that trend even more, they're 11-3 and three in their last 14 games of the regular season. The batting lineup is a huge part of that. Since the All-Star break, the Yankees had the 13th best team OPS at 6-9. At oh, 698 but since september 1st they have the fourth best team ops at 760 and that's because they've gotten even healthier and that lineup doesn't look as bare bones as it once was the lineup now projects to be judge rizzo glaber donaldson stanton oswaldo cabrera harrison bader ikf and jose trevino with dj lemayhew carpenter and marwin gonzalez all healthy and coming off the bench another big x factor is that nestor cortez jr is back he was an all-star in the first half of the season, injured in the second half, but he is a clear second-best starting pitcher on this team. And if Luis Severino can build off of his almost no-hitter in his last appearance in the regular season, that is a great third postseason starter. The only question I have for this Yankees team is Clay Holmes. He's coming off of that right shoulder strain. A lot of pressure is going to be placed on Jonathan Loizaga and their MLB trade deadline acquisition, Lou Trevino. And that's ultimately why I leaned Guardians to win this series, as they have guys with solidified roles in the bullpen who have proven it, and they have momentum already in this postseason. So this is my upset pick for the divisional series in the AL side. I like the Guardians to win. Uh, honestly, I could see this one being in three. Uh, I think the Guardians are a team that, like, they won't strike out, and their pitching is going to get a ton of strikeouts against this Yankees lineup. 
I, I look at these two teams and I see the Guardians playing with a lot more passion and heart than the Yankees do if they get down early. Um, I really like the Guardians in three uh, with a sweep. So I'm trying to find that's a plus uh, 800. Plus 800. I'm honestly a huge dog. I like it. But uh, give me for my one play, I'm going to take the Guardians money line here at plus 175 in game one against Garrett Cole in the big moment. Uh, I need to see it from him. He needs to prove it to me in the postseason. He just hasn't so so far. So, uh, Munaf or Malcolm, you can go ahead and take it away. Um, I think, you no. Know, firstly, what you said about us handicapping that series, the Cleveland series, and we do deserve a little pat on the back because I think all five of us, us four uh, and Johnny, absolutely pinned sort of every every step of that series. I'm actually seeing on my local book, I've just dragged up in front of me now, a little bit of line movement here. The Cleveland have uh, been nipped into plus 180 uh, from plus 200, and the Yankees have drifted. I'm telling uh, you, I looked at that price last night. The Yankees were 100 points greater. <laughs> so, yeah, so there you go. Uh, so, Moonaf, is that line movement justified then? Is this is the line movement because you like Cleveland? The one thing that does concern me about the Guardians is that are they going to be able to score enough runs for them to win the series? Because in, what, 24, 25 innings in the Rays series or the two games, they only scored three total runs in that uh, in those two games. And... We know what this offense of the Yankees is capable of, right? During the season, Yankees won the season series five games to one. And Guardians didn't score more than four runs against the Yankees any any of those games. And for the six games that they faced off uh, in during the season, Guardians scored two or less runs versus the Yankees in, in those games. The Yankees also covered their run line in four out of those five games versus uh, – sorry, four of the six games versus uh, the, the Guardians where they won by at least – I think it was uh, – I know – they won by two plus five. There was a couple of blowouts in there as well. So it's, it's going to come down to uh, the bats. I mean, no one mentioned it, right? You had a lot of guys that struck out against the Rays in that, in those, in that two game wild card series, the Yankees are prone to striking out as well, but I, I think I do trust their bats a little more in this series. And for me, like scoring one, two, Three runs is not going to be enough for this Guardian squad against his Yankees team. Um, I can easily see this series getting to five games. Um, I And Garrett Cole uh, has been pretty good uh, this season against the uh, Cleveland Guardians where he was. Uh, let's see, I had it here in front of me. Yeah, he went 12 and two-thirds innings pitched in two starts this season, went at least six innings in both of those starts. He had a 1.42 ERA, 15 total strikeouts. I think he only had two walks in that uh, in those two games against the Guardians. Now the concern is that Garrett Cole is only five and five on the year at Yankee Stadium with a 3.20 ERA. But you know, I've seen this guy pitch at least when he was with the Astros. There, he was so, he was dominant uh, in in that World Series run that they did have. I'm gonna give that. I'm, I'm gonna give them game one here. I think the Yankees can pull it off. I, I would, if anything, I'm not laying that heavy juice. So I'd probably take a look at the run line for the Yankees in game one. But I can easily see this series going five games. Um, I, I think the the bats obviously are gonna be a difference in this game. I think the Yankees pull this off in five. Okay, so um, I'm gonna use your Yankees in uh, to win game one as part of my handicap. Pierre Munaf. My actual pick for game one. Is the over? It's the first total. Um, I haven't got many totals in the uh, playoffs so far. I just think Cole is slightly vulnerable. He's given up two, three, four, four, and four in his last five starts. Cal Quantrill 
Uh, gives slightly more runs on the road than he does at home. Gave up three in his only start against the Yankees this season. Um, the wildcard series was really cagey. Cleveland will have to score some runs. Um, but we know the New York Yankees are capable of scoring as fast as well. So I'm, I'm going to take a bit of a punt on the over seven there. But I do think that the Yankees will win game one. Um, so I've got a couple of picks here. I think Cleveland can win either game two or game three, or possibly game two and game three. Uh, it looks like Bieber v Cortez and then McKenzie versus Severino. So either way, I've got the series finishing in four games at plus 170, regardless of who wins. And then a little something that I picked up was Cleveland to win from behind at plus 450. Um, so Yankees take game one with Garrett Cole. And then I think Cleveland... Um, Little pizza bit there, plus 450. I think I've got a chance of getting in front. So I'll take Yankees game one uh, with an over seven. I will take the series to finish in four at plus 170. And I'll take Cleveland for a comeback win uh, to go behind and then win the series at plus 450. A uh, little bit more. Who's in the chat there? I've seen Lane's been in the chat. Rick's in the chat as well. Um, so good to see a few people join in. Just trying to have a look at... Uh, Rick's Rick's comments there in the chat. He said the Yankees rather piss away the series or take advantage of the start and pitch in game one and game two and sneak out a win. Um, so yeah, uh, that is the end of our ALDS preview, everybody. Uh, thanks, uh, Rick and Lane and Jong and Insano and everyone who was in the chat. Uh, well done, uh, particularly Noah for keeping it down to under nine hours. Uh, hey. Impressive stuff. Because uh, we are going to return uh, ever so shortly with the NLDS preview as well. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for joining in. Uh, thanks for your contributions and picks. Uh, good luck if you're having a go uh, on this ALDS series. And until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.